ready to experience a fresh encounter with God? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More To Be and host of this podcast, and I believe that when we study God's Word, we'll experience a fresh encounter with God and uncover how to align our lives with His best, a life in which we become more and more like Jesus. That is our mission at More To Be, and that is why we host the Encounter God Bible Study, where we are studying the names and the attributes of God for an entire year, 52 different names and attributes of God. We are so grateful that you are joining us in this study because we are here to help you learn how to think biblically and live transformed so that you can become more like Jesus and impact this world with kingdom hope. This episode is sponsored by More To Be Sisterhood. You can join the sisterhood at academy.moretobe.com and get access to a library of biblically-based resources and coaching opportunities. We are so grateful for our sisters from around the world that make this episode and this podcast possible. Let's jump into our Encounter God Bible study. Isn't it amazing how we can start out on a plan and have a direction and be like, yes, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and exactly how I'm supposed to be doing it. And then the details begin to unfold and we're like, what happened? How is this the the reality that we find ourselves in right now? How did we get to this place? Whether we're talking right now about studying God's word as we do in the Encounter God Bible study, or if we're talking about taking a trip or making a plan for our life or setting a vision, there is just this reality that we may plot our course, but the Lord determines our steps, right? And so as I come to you now, uh, in this week 27 of the Encounter God Bible Study, for sure, I never imagined myself being where I am right now in this stage of my life and in the stage of this world. In the last 27 weeks of studying the names and the attributes of God, we have been exploring who God is and, and what he does and what his promises have to say to us. And I love that today we are going to be studying Abba, Father. Uh, and, and it's so powerful to me because this has been an attribute of God that I have struggled with over my lifetime. And maybe it's also an attribute of God that you have struggled with. If we come from emotionally or physically abusive homes, homes that have been marred by neglect, homes that have been impacted by divorce uh, or any kind of betrayal, single mother homes, understanding God as our father is just really, really hard. And a number of years ago, when I was in my healing journey, the Lord impressed upon my heart that I really needed to get to know him as my father. And so every time I came across the words father or Abba in scripture, I really just kind of sat with it and said, God, show me the side of who you are. And it was at a time in which my own dad and I were not speaking and now that is a completely different season of my life where the relationship with my dad has been utterly and totally restored. And, and yes, it is easy, easier now for me to see God as Abba Father, but that doesn't mean that I have stopped getting to know who God is. There are other attributes of God that I have needed to learn and study, which, we, which is why we've been doing this study. And so I want to uh, jump into this passage in Romans where we meet Abba Father and talk about that. And then as we finish this, I have something else I want to share with you. So um, if you turn with me to Romans 8.15, uh, we are looking at 
a verse and I want to read it to you in both the NLT and then the passage that I'm studying in is the CSB. So the key verse is, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we call him Abba Father. And if we turn to the passage in Romans, just context, right? So starting at chapter eight, it, it goes through the life-giving spirit. I love verse one in chapter eight. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And so this idea that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are no longer living bound in our own flesh. We have access to the Holy Spirit who's given to us as a gift by faith to guide and control our thoughts and our actions and our lives. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't mean the flesh doesn't have its moments. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I was in a major situation of conflict and for sure the Holy Spirit was not controlling me in that moment. I was afraid, emotionally afraid, and I responded in my flesh out of fear instead of just taking a deep pause and a, and a holy breath and saying, Lord, uh, take over here, have control of the situation. I was in fear and in my flesh instead of walking in the spirit. And it's interesting because this component in verse five talks about the mind. For those of us who live according to the flesh have their mind set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit have their mind set on things of the spirit. Now the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it's unable to do so. But those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And so I, I love this talk about the mind, especially uh, and maybe you've heard this announcement that I put on my social media over the weekend that I uh, am starting a graduate program in clinical mental health counseling. And in this first week of studies where I've had to do some prerequisite work at the undergraduate level in psychology, I, I've been learning about the anatomy of the mind and the, our biology and how our body uh, and our mind are integrated and our nervous system it is partly of the brain and of the spine and partly of the uh, parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. And I've been learning all the, these pieces of the puzzle and I read this and I think the flesh responds one way, you know, our, our racing heart, our, our nervous system in feeling anxious and our mind can respond another way when it's controlled by the Holy Spirit. And as believers, the importance of understanding that God created the body and the body gives us clues to what's going on in the mind. And the mind in, in Christ can have authority over the body's response. But, but there are life circumstances and situations that make this really a challenge. And that kind of sets us up perfectly for the second portion of chapter eight, picking up at verse 12. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's Son. 
in other translation, you'll read that as God's children, that we belong to God in the family of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. There's our key, key verse and key attributes. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if we are God's children, we are also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified in him. I looked up the word adoption in blueletterbible.org, which you guys know I love to do. And one of the definitions that you'll see at the very bottom of the definitions is the blessed state looked for in the future life after the visible return of Christ from heaven. Our adoption is the promise of eternity. And that just changes everything for us. That this, this earth is temporary and on this earth we are going to suffer. We are going to suffer as Christ suffered. We're going to suffer for our faith. We're going to suffer uh, in sin that has been committed to us, in our own sin, when we live by the flesh according to the Spirit, there is always going to be this tension. But even in this tension, we have a Father who is over us, who does not abandon us nor forsake us, whose love for us was demonstrated by sending His Son as a sacrificial gift for us moving forward and moving into uh, who he's made us to be as a new creation in mind and heart and body and soul in our in spirits leading over flesh's dominance and we don't need to be slaves to the flesh in bondage to our flesh but we can live by the spirit and like I, I just shared there are going to be times that we're going to do that in a way that I know I've even stopped at times and turned to my husband or my kids like wow that was a different reaction for me and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit at work. And then there are times where I'm like, oh, that was terrible. Why did I do that? And that was the flesh responding, usually out of some kind of fear. And so what does this mean for us moving moving forward? It, it means just remembering our identity, I think is significant that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are adopted in as God's children. And I don't know about you, but I, when I think about my role as mom and I look at my kids, I don't, I don't label them, right? I don't say she was good, she was bad. He was good, he was bad. I say, ooh, that was a selfish behavior. Oh, that was a disrespectful behavior. Mm, that wasn't honoring in this situation. Mm, they're they're living in fear and making decisions out of fear. I look at their behaviors apart from who they are. Their position as my child never changes. They will always be my child and I will always love them because they have been given to me by God of the universe and they are made in his image and my love for them cannot be changed. Will my delight in their behavior be impacted by their behavior? Absolutely, right? And so it's so important for us to kind of go back to the beginning of this chapter. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are finding yourself living in such a way that, that uh, you are putting yourself in the category of good or bad, you're putting yourself in the category of loved or not loved by God, I would challenge you to stop doing that and instead explore, am I living by the flesh or by the spirit? 
has my flesh committed a sin and God forgive me of that sin and enable me to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I can't do this on my own. Would you please bring people into my life that can help me live by the Spirit? Lord, my mind is stuck in this rut thinking and I can't break free of it. Lord, would you please show me a new way of thinking? Renew my mind, you know, as Romans 12 says, 12 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, the 2 Corinthians 10, 5, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That this active work that we can be doing, knowing that we are already secure in our position before God as our Abba and as our Father. I hope and pray that this particular passage is something that maybe even you can memorize and, and, and cling to, to realize that God is with you always and that your promise for for that, that blessed, listen to that, blessed state looked for in this future life after the visible return of Christ from heaven. That there is something that we are looking for and that what we will find on this earth is going to be imperfect. I am so glad that you have joined me in this Encounter God Bible study. It has been such a blessing. And I know that sounds like closing words. So as I mentioned in this video, I did just get into graduate school and will be pursuing a degree in, in counseling. And one of the reasons why I am doing that is, is because it's becoming more and more apparent to me through the many women that come through more to be seeking coaching, that there is a need for counseling and coaching. And with the more to be uh, coach network, we have a lot of coaches that are able to serve you. I entrust you to their care in like a second. I would not have them in the network if they weren't women that I believed could completely serve you. Uh, and, and yet when it comes to counseling, it is really hard to find biblically based, uh, scientifically sound counselors that can serve you. And it is my desire to be able to be equipped to be able to do that to help you find the healing you need in Christ through the care of, of a therapist that understands his part and our part in that process. And so God did a divine setup for me to step up. I responded to an email that responded to an application to a university that then I said, well, if I'm going to apply to that university, I'm going to apply to this university. Next thing you, I know, that university's program's filled up, but this other university's program is open. And I have the opportunity to do a fully online three-year program in mental health counseling. And so in light of that, more to be is going to continue because more to be is a place that we want to help you have a fresh encounter with God and his word want to help you think biblically and live transformed, going to continue to offer opportunities for a spiritual growth and development through our Coffee with the Coaches, through our blog, through the regular podcast episodes. But I am going to make the margin-based decision to put the Encounter God Bible study on hold, at least for the next couple of weeks. Uh, as I do, I have to do a couple crash courses uh, to fulfill some prerequisites before the program starts in August. So I just need to give myself a little bandwidth to be able to do this. And so I'm going to put the Encounter God Bible study on hold for the next couple weeks, but I pray that you would continue to, to study God's word in this way. If you join the Encounter God Bible study late, go back and 
and participate in the early recordings. There's 26 uh, episodes. This marks 27. And then join me again. Either um, the Encounter God Bible Study will pick back up and we'll just keep on going. Or we'll pick up with uh, starting with week 28 in the new year once I get my bearings. That's probably what will happen. So I love studying God's word with you. And I thank you for your grace as I make this decision to put the study on hold um, temporarily. And I love that we're ending in a place that means so much to me in terms of my study of God's attributes started with getting to know God as my father. And here we are uh, ending this particular season of the Encounter God Bible study with God as our father. And I pray that he would be your comforter and caregiver and provider moving forward. I look forward to uh, connecting with you through the More To Be weekly email. So make sure you're on the subscription list. That's where you will be notified when we pick the study back up and also continue to be a More To Be podcast listener where we have episodes lined up for the rest of the year. And maybe without the Encounter God Bible study in there, we'll be able to get a few more episodes um, into, into because I have people asking me all the time to be on the podcast. So we'll get some more episodes in uh, for you to be encouraged to think biblically and live transformed. Thank you for listening to the More to Be podcast. You can find all the Encounter God Bible study teaching videos and resources at academy.moretobe.com. If you're not sure about the next step you should take to align your life with God's best, head over to moretobe.com slash align to take our quiz and find out. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.